Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ever need a little bit of you time, but don't want to be alone? Go over to adammail.com and use our promo code HAMPOD to get 25% off your order plus free shipping. Adam Mail's mission is to provide sex-positive information and the best adult toys and videos from around the globe. Type in adammail.com and use our code A-M-P-O-D. Same ground, different sound. You're on homo ground. This is Scantron, and this is episode 260. This episode is a little different than usual. It was produced by Vin Pitcher of the Homophonics Podcast, a podcast based in Sweden that also spotlights LGBTQ musicians. You'll hear some snippets of interviews that Vin has conducted with Rainbow Riots, Mandy Rich, Christian Kasperson, Jesse Lloyd, and Zan. To hear the full interviews from each artist, visit homophonics.com, that's homophonics with an X at the end, and stick around to the end to hear more about how this episode came to be. Before we launch into the show, I want to welcome our newest Patreon supporters, Carlos and Alita and Beth of Little Red Tarot. Shoutouts also go out to our regular Patreon supporters, Michael Bacon, Ashley Amon, Willard Joyce, Brian Shields, D, Corey, Adriana Martinez, Marino Benedetto, Thomas Kula, Lucenti, Lynn Thomas, Joseph Martin, Kim Bagliri, Queer Public, Lucy, Joseph Jones, They Frey, Mark Senembrino, Vin Pitcher, and Les Hangout. To become a supporter and have your name mentioned in an upcoming episode, visit patreon.com slash homoground. Welcome to Homophonics. It's all about LGBTIQ plus songwriters and their music. The Homophonics Podcast celebrates the independent songwriters in our LGBTIQ community. Each episode focuses on one artist, sharing their original compositions and the stories behind them, exploring the human experience they reflect in song. My name is Vin Pitcher, the host and creator of Homophonics. In this episode, created for Homoground, you will hear excerpts from five different songwriter interviews. Each artist will chat about one song, which is then played in entirety. Firstly, three Swedes based in Stockholm. Petter Wallenberg and his project Rainbow Riots, transgender rapper and hip-hop artist Mandy Rich, as well as queer songsmith Christian Kasperson. Two Australian artists follow. Jesse Lloyd, who is an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander artist and entrepreneur, Then finally, Zan, a Pakistani Muslim queer artist. Both of these artists are now based in Melbourne. We begin in Stockholm. It is true that Sweden produces an astonishing amount of legendary music for a small country. Third in world music exports after the US and the UK. No surprise that within the queer communities of Sweden, there exists a bevy of talent. Rainbow Riots is a non-profit organisation using arts and culture as tools to advocate for human rights for LGBTIQ people globally. Now, more than ever, our focus as humane humans should be equality and acceptance for all. It is clear that social justice is not yet where it should be, which is why arts and culture organisations like Rainbow Riots exist. If you're lucky enough to live in a country where there are LGBT rights, a lot of times people get complacent and they think, mm. oh, this is the norm, this is the standard. Well, it ain't, you know. Yeah. There are like 70 plus countries in the world where it's illegal with same-sex relations and where people actually get killed, where, where you know, there's a death penalty. Sometimes we think we're free. Sometimes we think we have freedom. But the struggle still continues. 
the violence, the torture still continues. The fight for freedom still continues. Let's put our hands together for freedom, for freedom, for freedom. Through Rainbow Riots, Peter Wallenberg brings to light the ongoing injustices faced by our LGBTIQ plus family worldwide. With a background in music production, visuals, events, publication and community projects, combined with an amazingly generous creative spirit, Peter is well-armed to use music and media to inform and educate. Rainbow Riots invited artists from several countries to take part in a concert as part of the Stockholm Pride 2017. They also made their presence known within the Pride Parade from the back of a truck, proudly blasting out their incredible musical achievements. I asked Petter which countries were represented. On the Rainbow Riots float, we had uh, representatives from, obviously, Sweden, mm-hmm. moi, and we had Uganda, we had Kenya, we had Malawi, and we had Jamaica. One of the standout tracks from that, for me, was a song called Freedom. Let's dance all night for freedom. see the crowd jumping to that track. They'd not heard Freedom before, and yet they responded to it in such a warm way. Can you tell me how Freedom came about? When I started making Freedom, which I co-wrote with uh, a lesbian rapper called Jewel B, she's in a a legendary rap group in in the States called Your Majesty. And when we wrote it, it was kind of like part of my old project, House of Wallenberg, and I kind of thought, you know, it was going to be part of that. But then as I started gravitating towards doing something with queer activism around the world, I started turning my movement Rainbow Riots into a creative project. And I thought, well, freedom should be part of that, really. So that's when I went down to Uganda and I started working in Uganda because I thought if I'm going to make this album with queer voices from the world's most dangerous places, I gotta go to the belly of the beast, which is Uganda. Mm. So I thought, okay, well, I've gotta go there. It ain't gonna be nice, I'm pretty scared. You know, and, and before I went, like my passport was running out. So they had, they had to reissue a passport at the Swedish airport before my flight. And they gave me a pink passport. And I thought, <laughs> oh, how appropriate. With a triangle on it? Well, exactly. I'm going into Uganda practically waving rainbow flags. This is not gonna end well because I was not sure what to expect you know the only thing i'd seen and heard was that no but nobody in uganda who was queer was safe and everybody was you know hiding whenever you saw an interview with somebody they were always hiding behind a blurred pixelated sort of thing and and i just kind of didn't know are people going to want to be part of this project is it going to be really difficult what am i going to expect so therefore i came prepared with a song that i'd already written which was freedom I thought, at the best, maybe I can get some people to dance in the video and at least we'll have something. But when I arrived, I I found a thriving queer community with loads of creativity. And that's how the project started. When I arrived in Uganda, I kind of realized, wow, I could really make a whole album. I could turn this into something much bigger. So there were already artists who had established themselves within the community who were making music. Yes. In Uganda, there are lots of queer singers and performers and artists, and I ended up right in the middle of it. So, you know, I I, I arrived armed with one song and, you know, it it turned into an album. But Freedom was the starting song. And of course, it features my my old co-writing partner, Jill B of Your Majesty, but it also features a Ugandan singer called um, D Black. on vocal and also on the spoken word intro and the thing about freedom was that i always knew that it was a really instant kind of happy pride song and i just wanted that context to put it in something else so it's not just a party song you know to put it into a context of something really really important life and death and i kind of thought what what better way to to get the message out than to make people dance but also make them listen Sometimes we think we're free. Sometimes we think we have freedom. But the struggle still continues. The violence, the torture still continues. The fight for freedom still continues. Let's put our hands together for freedom, for freedom.
Rainbow Riots as an organization has done so much for our global community. Wallenberg has also created a Rainbow Riots podcast, which explores LGBTIQ situations worldwide. In addition to the first Rainbow Riots album, there is now Rainbow Riots India, showcasing even more amazing new talent. The collective has recently opened a safe space for the LGBTIQ community in Uganda. You can get up-to-date information about the projects on rainbowriots.com. And of course, listen to the full interview with Peter Wallenberg through the Homophonics podcast. With her first release, Rainbowgan has starred, or City of Rainbows in English. Mandy Rich quickly made her mark in Sweden as a transgender creative to be taken seriously. Her mission is to share her story, not just for herself, but for others who are evolving, transitioning and blossoming. It was just a few years ago she came out as a trans woman, and even more recently as an artist. Although the song Rainbowgan has starred is in Swedish, we talk about its story in English, and you can access an English translation via the website if you're interested. I asked Mandy what the meaning behind the song is. The meaning behind Regenbogenstad, it's, it's about my transgender journey uh, for my whole life. But I explain it with Disney movies because all can relate to Disney. In my uh, lyrics I say, I want to give my voice a way to be Ariel. Because now my voice is very dark and people relate it to a male voice. But it's, it's my voice. I don't want to put a gender on it. And I love my voice. You've got some wonderful lyrics about being both the beauty and the beast. Mm-hmm. And referring to transforming like Optimus Prime. Yeah. Taking something from Transformers, which I find quite poetic. Maybe, yeah. Uh, because we transgender people transform or like flowers um, blossom. There's another singer performing with you. Yes, her name is Frida Wienlöf, and she's very talented. And she sings the chorus. And the chorus, all our dreams that keep us standing here, that's where people can change, like a rainbow city. Alla våra drömmar som får oss stanna kvar. Alla våra drömmar som får oss stanna kvar. They're, they're interesting. I mean, it's very interesting <laughs> that um, you said yourself that your voice is quite dark. Your voice yeah. is quite masculine, mm-hmm. and you have this wonderful interplay. And in both of the songs that you have released, you are working with a woman who has quite a feminine voice. Yes, and I think the contrast is actually a beautiful contrast. Yeah, it is. And that's like also a statement itself. And Rainbow Gunner's Stard last year became a bit of a pride anthem, I think. Oh, that's quite big. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, you have been invited to perform at other yeah, pride a festivals lot, a in Sweden. A lot of pride Sweden. festivals, yes. Uh, yeah. I've been south and north about this country. And a lot of pride well, I think that's an indication that... <laughs> Rainbowgan has starred, has been a Pride anthem. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And you performed it at Stockholm Pride. Yes, I did. And that went down quite well, didn't it? It was so amazing because it was my first year as an artist. February was the first time I was on stage in a very small pizzeria in Hökarengen, where I live. Small crowd, but... I was very nervous. I got this stage fright and uh, it was very hard. And for the first time I was on stage like the girl I am, Mandy Rich. And then in August I stood on the very big scene at Stockholm Pride for like 5,000 in the crowd. So that was sick. And it's a very special song for me because it's my first official song. I have uh, written many songs before in all my life and writing poetry and lyrics but didn't do anything with them. So this song means a lot to me. And I think people responded very well to the meaning behind the song. I hope so, because that's what the whole idea is about, Mm. to reach out and point to my lyrics, not as me as a person, 
because I want to reach out to anybody that feels trapped or insecure about their self, either if you're trans or not. I want to help them to mm. be themselves. Listen to more of Mandy's work and story on the Homophonics podcast. Mandy has recently released a song called Love of Hate, in Swedish, of course, and now has a total of seven songs. These can all be found on Spotify, and she has some videos on YouTube. This brings us to Christian Kaspersen, who is one of Sweden's most prolific out and proud songwriters. Blessed with a gorgeous versatile voice and a gift for creating delicious pop, he writes and releases well-crafted tracks with an admirable consistency. Like many songwriters, Kasperson uses his songs to communicate what it is to be human in this world. As a queer artist, Christian embraces his own identity and seeks to make others feel comfortable with their own journey. This is most prevalent in his song, Queer at Heart. There was a lot of things going on in my life during that time when I wrote it. And in the world, there was this wave of uh, 
suicide among American gay teens. And the campaign they started was this It Gets Better campaign. It really made me so frustrated to think about all these kids. And of course, remembering my own childhood and how tough it was to feel different. There's a phrase in the song that I love the way that it turns around. Am I the only one? Yeah. And then I'm not the only one. Mm. And I think for me that is very important for youth to remember that they're not the only ones and it, yeah. maybe we can avoid a lot of depression yeah. and suicide if kids can listen to people that have been through these experiences. Yeah, and if you grew up like I did in a very small village in the countryside, you know, it's you definitely feel like you're the only one. You're the only gay in the village and you feel like... Even though you may read stuff in magazines and on the internet, you still feel so detached. You really need to feel that things can change and you can move and you can become the person that you are fully. What I love about when you're performing Queer at Heart is the fact that you can actually get people singing along to your song. Yeah. Even if they don't really know it. It's like an anthem to me. Oh, thank you. I'm very glad I wrote it.
Considering that this song was inspired by the It Gets Better campaign, which aims to ease the passage for youth struggling with issues surrounding gender and sexual identity, I asked Christian what message he hopes people will find in Queer at Heart. I just hope that they could feel empowered by the song, that it can give them some perspective on things. You know, I sing in the song, boys may come and girls may go. I mean, it's just like, it doesn't matter. It's not that important exactly who you are attracted to or you love. Gender is not that big thing. What else do I sing in the song? Skin to skin, soul to soul. All I know for sure. We're born queer at heart. Like, everyone is born queer at heart. But then life and heteronormativity and, like thoughts of gender have such a big impact on us that we think that this is the way it should be and that we don't even see the options anymore. Transgender king, queen, say it loud and clear, I refuse to carry your Listen to Christian Kasperson's Homophonics interview for more stories and songs. In the past two years, Christian has released three more tracks, Open Air, Dancing Queen and One Little Thing plus remixes of existing songs by Emil Hellman, working as Sound Factory. All of his work is in English, and there are quite a few equally gorgeous video clips on YouTube. Be sure to search for Christian Kasperson, both beginning with K. If you are interested to explore more of Sweden's queer talent, you can check out Stockholm Pride in a digital format they are calling Summer Stream. From Friday the 31st of July to Sunday the 2nd of August 2020. In addition to the amazing community content, there are concerts each night from 8pm and DJ sets from 10pm, Eurotime of course. Log into stockholmpride.org. And now, to some Australian grown talent. Jessie Lloyd is an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander musician and songwriter who creates a range of cultural work that honours her Indigenous heritage. But she also makes what she fondly refers to as Jessie Lloyd love songs, revealing a more intimate and personal perspective. Jessie is originally from Northern Queensland and was then educated in Perth, Western Australia, where she first established her music career. She relocated to Melbourne about 10 years ago. Since the move, she continued developing her songwriting, as well as being involved in an impressive array of cultural work, least of which is the Mission Songs project created by Jessie herself, which uncovers the songs that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people sang in English during the early part of the 20th century when living in Christian missions. Considering that she operates as a cultural ambassador for both her Indigenous heritage and her chosen Rainbow family, I ask her how these two worlds come together. Well, they don't really come together, surprisingly, and it's not really intentional. They're kind of like two separate ecosystems in my world, and I don't know how that came to be, but it's just how it's been happening. You don't go to gay pubs and play the Mission Songs Project. No, and there's never been a need for it. When I go to queer events or venues, you know, I'm doing my Jesse Lloyd love songs kind of thing with Indigenous community stuff or other work. I'm always asked to sing, you know, because I'm an Aboriginal singer, sing us an Aboriginal song. Jessie's offhand humour may lead you to think that she takes her work lightly. That is simply not the case. Her commitment to cultural work in what she refers to as Aboriginal songs includes a very extensive history spanning many years, including having a pivotal role in choirs, bands, duos, festivals, and even opera. If you listen to her full homophonics podcast interview, you will discover more of her work. When performing at LGBTIQ events, Jessie focuses on reaching out to people through her own songwriting. For this Home Ground episode, we are going to stick to those Jessie Lloyd love songs and focus on her personal favourite, Other Side of the Room. I wrote that when I first moved to Melbourne, which is ooh, about uh, just over 10 years now, so it's not a new song. It's about 
when you're missing somebody and it's like sometimes you might be walking down the street or in the pub or something and somebody that kind of has the same shape or height or hair as them is in the corner of the room and you get a double take, you know, and you think, oh, is that them, you know, and and it's not. And that's kind of what made me think of, you know, well, I wish it was that person on the other side of the room just because of that little self-torment of missing somebody and you kind of think that you see them, but it's not them. Yeah, so it's a bit of a longing. Yeah. And there's a singer that's also featured in that song, someone that you work with with other projects. Yeah, Delene Briscoe. She's another Aboriginal singer, a really, really beautiful vocalist from North Queensland in Australia. They call her style uh, Rainforest Soul. Speak to me all them lovely lies. Let me live in this bliss, shining like a light, just waiting for you to come back and make everything all right. Her and I have been singing sisters for a while. We've, we've done various projects. We were in the Sunshine Sisters together, which is a little group that we had. She's also sung with me on my Mission Songs project. And any other sort of gigs around, we'll always jump up and do BVs. Do BVs? Uh, ba- ba- backing vocals. Oh, backing vocals. Okay. Renter singers, yeah. Renter singers. <laughs> really, we're just getting up on other people's songs. Uh, what about the other musicians in the other side of the room? Did you play some of the instruments yourself or did you have session musicians do this? I think I did most of them. Except for the bass, I had a guy come in and play bass and the beats was produced by the guy that had the studio. His name's David Bridie. So it was kind of a small little project um, that that put it all together. Uh, I was working full-time at the time, so it was just a a way of kind of getting these songs down and just getting it over and done with so I could venture on to other things. Come and change my mood The shadows on the wall just express my pain And I can't even say your name Where are you? I need you I want you so close to me But who are you? I don't even know what you mean to me Oh, I wish you were standing On the other side of the room And it's tuned bizarre Memories of you still invade my brain And I don't want to see them again But my head and my heart My soul, they don't seem to know That you're gone and I'm wrong And I can't seem to let you go Ah, I wish you were standing On the other side of the room Let me live in this bliss, shining like a light, just waiting for you to come back and make everything alright. Baby, don't you cry, don't you cry, you say, I'll be there tonight to hold you. You know I've been waiting for you to say those words for so long, so long. I don't want to see them again But my head and my heart My soul, they don't seem to know That you're gone and I'm wrong And I can't seem to let you go Ah, I wish you were standing On the other side of the room Started to 
If you are keen to discover more about this amazing Indigenous songwriter and creative entrepreneur, you can head to her website, jessielloyd.com. That's Lloyd with two L's. Finally, Tazan. I'm curious about what you want to tell me now. They write, produce, and record their own enigmatic style of music. They have embraced the evolution of music technology in an intuitive and sensual way, managing to blend both a love of pop music and respect for their Southeast Asian roots. Zan was born in Pakistan and moved to Perth in Australia at an early age, and more recently moved to Melbourne. They identify as queer and Muslim, and through music production, questions what it is to be both. Zan addresses themes such as homophobia, xenophobia, and issues surrounding religious discrimination, both from within and without Islam. Heavy issues for a queer person breaking into the music world, issues presented delightfully under layers of intelligently produced digital pop. This intersectional artist deserves to be celebrated. I felt blessed to have witnessed a live performance at the Festival of Voice in Denmark, Western Australia, in 2018. So the song that you ended the whole night with was Salafi Secrets? That's right. What does Salafi mean? If I just kind of condense it into a little snippet, it's like the like kind of neoconservative movement of Islam, which okay. takes everything and kind of condenses it down to like literal meaning. So it's not like, something that you actually feel connected to? You don't identify as a Salafist or...? I'm not a Salafist or, like, a Salafi person. I think my upbringing and the environment that I've grown up in is definitely influenced by mm. Salafism and Wahhabism, which is, like, pretty much, like, they're both really connected. Particularly, like, there were, you know, ideas within my family and also outside my family, which were, like, music is forbidden or this is forbidden or... Wow. To not have music would be really difficult. Just be sad. Mm, it it's would very be. Sad. So the secrets. Well, I guess the reason I call it Slaffy Secrets is because, you know, the song is an introduction to my world for the listener. For me, it's like that's pretty much what this whole music thing is about for me. I have been living with these things, which for me are secret, and you end up kind of living not just a double life or like a triple life. It's just like, you're just a different person depending on who you're with. Mm. Yeah. It's a hidden life. The more I kind of like delved into this and like reflected on, you know, how I was impacted by my upbringing, I was like, well, actually, you know, I'm not alone in this. Say like, for example, when Salafis tell, you know, other Muslims, you shouldn't be listening to music or photography or whatever. Like, you know, it's not a good thing to do. That just creates a culture where people do it secretly. And they just carry this guilt or shame, even though what they're doing necessarily isn't mandated or isn't like a bad thing. But we just start living these separate lives. And that's all it really does. Yeah, by telling people that, you know, this is halal, this is haram. But first let me explain, boy, what you say or what you do or what you feel or what you got in the closet at the back of your room. Is it something that I already knew? Burn those pages and surround you in clouds of smoke Unless you've changed, which I think you have Don't you try The verse um, is about, like, you know, curiosity It talks about, like, hiding things in the back of your room And in the closet and blah, blah And that's very much, you know, linking those ideas of, like, you know Queer sexuality and being in the closet 
Then the pre-chorus, which is where that Palo Vue Francais thing is. Um, <laughs> yeah. I decided that I wanted to reflect on my hidden life, blah, 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 and all of that through the imagery of cruising culture. And, um, <laughs> and there's something enticing about cruising with a person who speaks French. <laughs> a lot of gay guys, or maybe just people in general associate the French with like um, erotic culture, but in the lyric it says like you say parler before and say it i say i like fuck with you like that's not even like my response is like broken english i was playing with an image of like a really sophisticated you know person standing against a wall and the other person's just like this recent mind yeah i want to fuck with you like yeah 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 they're like not even okay. they can yeah, barely okay. even you know <laughs> respond back um because the connection isn't you know the classiness or the linguistic stuff it's a deeper thing. When you were on stage in Denmark, you talked about releasing Salafi secrets from your bedroom, which mm. I suppose now that I know a little bit more about Salafi secrets, that sounds quite interesting. Did you open your closet door and actually <laughs> just sort of let them all out? How do people who understand what Salafism is and people who maybe have those secrets themselves, or how do Muslim people... Mm. relate to you using this word and then you you know there there are little sexual undertones and things coming through and Mm. the the fact that it is music and all those things which are maybe a little bit taboo have you had any backlash um i think at this stage in my career and stuff the people who would be protesting or have an issue with me or my music it just hasn't reached their ears yet I asked Zan if they could describe the song Salafi Secrets. I would say Salafi Secrets is a sonic, soulful track, which is equal parts Islamic spirituality and queer sexuality. Thank you. 
Zan has recently returned to Australia after a year based in LA, where they worked on the commercial release of their EP Gulnaz. Listen to Zan chat about two more songs on the Homophonics podcast, and of course their work can be located on Spotify and YouTube, though it may be easier to search for Salafi Secrets. That's S-A-L-A-F-I. Thanks for listening, and an extra special thanks to Homo Ground for the opportunity to share some of what the podcast has to offer. My name is Vin Pitcher, the creator of Homophonics. If you are interested to hear more, please check the link on the Homo Ground site, or if searching for Homophonics, make sure you end it with an X. Thanks for listening. You just heard a guest episode from Homophonics produced by Vin Pitcher with editing assistance from Kim Anderson. If you liked what you heard, we strongly urge you to visit homophonics.com. That's H-O-M-O-P-H-O-N-I-X. You can subscribe and join them on their social media. You'll also find the full interviews from the snippets that you heard on this episode. Vin actually sent in an email to Homoground in April of 2017, and I remember actually getting the email and thinking, oh, this is nice, this is cool, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mark it on red and reply to it when I have time to sit down and give it a thoughtful response. And well, that strategy is a strategy I used for a while, and it just led to my inbox getting very full of lots of emails marked on red that I needed to respond to. Fast forward to May of 2020, and at this point, well, you know, I we've been in quarantine here in the U.S. Um, New York went on pause at the end of March. So April, quarantine was fresh. I was making TikTok videos for the first time. And then May came around and I there was a one day where I was like, you know what? I'm going to tackle this email box. I'm going to do all the things that I've been putting off and I'm just going to do them because I have the time now. It only took a few hours of um, co-working. I do these co-working spaces and I dedicated a few of the sessions to just tackling my, my inbox. I was able to get it down from like 300 something to 18 and that felt really good. And one of those emails was from Vin. And so I wrote him back and we scheduled a time to jump on a Zoom call. And there we were, finally connecting after all these years. And he's based in Sweden, and I was able to meet his cat (laughs) and just learn more about him. And we came up with the idea to do a guest episode of Homophonics on Homoground because he had interviewed bands and musicians that I had never heard of. And I thought it would be a really good way to kind of cross promote each other's podcasts because I figured that a lot of people that listen to Homoground would probably be really interested in a lot of the musicians that Vin was interviewing on Homophonics. So we came up with this idea to create an episode made up of snippets of the longer interviews that he's done so that we could direct people to those interviews. Being able to collaborate with Vin online was really fun and it just reminded me of how much I enjoy collaborations with other people. And the cool thing about it was that at around the time that we came up with this idea, I had started hosting a queer virtual co-working and creative space online called Focus Time. I was just starting that and so Vin would join those sessions and work on this episode. And so it was really cool to just see each other on a regular basis, even though it was online, and to just kind of see the progress of how this episode was evolving. And it was motivating and exciting. That's one of the things I really like about Focus Time, because you're blocking out the time to really work on something. And it's funny because sometimes there are things that are on my to-do list that I think I can't even begin working on this task because I'm I need a whole day free to even sit down and think about it. Sometimes when I bring that item to a focus time session or any type of co-working session, I realize that I end up getting that thing done within like 20 minutes. And I'm like, wait, 
why did I think I needed to have so much time, like a huge chunk free in order to do this? And well, I will tell you why, because anxiety, procrastination is a form of anxiety. And I try to look at it. What is this thing that is preventing me from moving forward on it? So anytime something comes into my inbox, for example, and I say, I'll respond to that later. Like, what? Uh, Why can't I just respond to it now? So that's something I'm working on. And I think focus time is helping with that. So really, I created the space to help me. Um, But in the process, it's able to help other people too. And I'm able to meet other people through it. So that's great. So if you're interested in learning more about focus time, you can head over to homoground.com and it's on the front page of our site. If you click on that, you can find our schedule. Right now we are doing sessions on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. So every day of the week that has a T in it. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. And on Saturday, we start a little early so we can have the rest of the day to do fun things. Saturday is from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. And we'll see, you know, this is new. I just started really holding these sessions around May. They were just with, you know, friends or people I would invite word of mouth. And now we are added to the program calendar of the Brooklyn Community Pride Center, which is really cool. So trying to see what other things can evolve with this. And honestly, can I tell you that focus time, it gets me so excited and it reminds me of the days when I started Homoground. And I don't know, I'm just like, maybe this is the next thing that I'm destined to do. But it makes sense because it falls in line with, you know, I created Homoground because I needed that space. My teenage self needed that space. And now I had created focus time because my adult self needed that space. So yeah, I'm just rambling now. But that was basically how this episode came to be was because I procrastinated on an email from three years ago and then started using virtual co-working spaces to finally respond. And because of that, I was able to develop this amazing friendship with Vin, who lives in a completely different part of the world. I am just so grateful for that to happen. And maybe that it happened like that way for a reason. Maybe in 2017, it just wasn't time for me and Vin to connect in that way. And I think that's really special. So head over to homophonics.com to support Vin and his podcast and follow him on social media. And if you want to follow Homoground, we're at homoground.com. And if you're still listening to this, then congratulations. You are a super listener and I want to send you stickers because thank you so much for listening to a podcast all the way to the end. Just shoot me a message on Instagram or Twitter. Let me know that you listened to this episode all the way to the end and send me your address and I'll mail you some homoground stickers. All right. See ya. We're queer. We're geeks. We're We're queeks. Superheroes, Star Wars, Broadway, Drag Race. So if you're super gay, super nerdy, or anything in between, listen to queeks today, wherever fine podcasts are sold and find us on Instagram at queeks podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.